Hi everyone, it's Joel on the Stay Hungry podcast. I've got a special guest for you today and we're going to be talking about wellness in the workplace. Hello, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Hi Joel, how are you? All right, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Good. What brings you here? Uh, okay, so I decided to go on a bit of a mission, mm-hmm. um, mainly fueled by lockdown, but I had had this idea before. Um, so most of it came from experiences that I've had, yeah. either in the workplace or personally. Um, so having made some savings in lockdown, told my husband we're not spending that on a holiday, we're going to try and help some people. So I decided that uh, that would be best placed with a hub for employers, particularly if they can't afford a wellbeing package. So Mm -hmm. my Better Wealth and Health, the hub is free, free access, um, and is mainly driven by an experience of mine in the workplace around suicide um, and also my own experience of postnatal depression. Okay. So probably couldn't have actually talked about that a couple of years ago, um, but particularly one incident of suicide in the workplace where I asked if somebody was okay, asked again, they broke down and I shared my experience. He's still here, so he didn't do what he wanted to do that morning. Um, And that's driven me to be able to speak about my experience. I don't want somebody at work or or anyone to feel alone. I think often you can go through things and then feel um, isolated from the world around you. Whereas actually there's so many charities and people that are willing to help. Um, And, you know, that there's no payment in it for me for doing this. Um, Certainly not at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's just something that I feel passionate about. Um, yeah. My day job, I'm a financial advisor, and I love that. So I still help people in, in that world. Yeah. Um, and I've always gone above and beyond with my clients. Um, you know, I was ringing people in lockdown to make sure that, you know, you live in a flat, you're poorly, you're isolating, who's getting your shopping, right? Let's log on and sort that for you. That That's not in a role of a financial advisor, but it's just something that I really felt passionate right. about um so that that's what's fueled me to do that and along that journey i've probably learned a lot over the last year when i started it i thought need to get this done really quickly everyone's mm-hmm. going to beat me to the market you know i really want this to be about helping people and not on the money spin um which i'm sure you know it is a current topic at the moment there probably are people out there just for the money yeah definitely um so I've learned a lot of lessons by people that perhaps aren't as genuine. But then also I've realised I don't need to rush things, that the more people I connect with, they see the value in what I'm trying to do and they're happy to help. And that's really what I've done the last year is built that network of people that there will be a potential partnership with them going forward for me to showcase that the... the um, courses or coaching etc that, that could help them but equally with charities where um, there's a lot of avenues of help mm-hmm. that is free um, but generally when you're in quite a dark place I was fortunate that I am a bit of a researcher three in the yeah. morning mm, why is my baby not feeding why is this 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 I will go and research it so I managed to get out of that 
and had a brilliant doctor um, and you know I manage those anxieties very well um, whereas there's lots of people that don't yeah. um, and if you don't know where to go you often feel isolated if people aren't talking to you about their experiences you're not going to know that they perhaps have felt the same or, or feel the same um, so it's really sort of putting all that together in one place um, and hopefully that they'll use those resources um, that are available to them yeah. particularly for the smaller businesses um, those ones that might not have a budget for well-being um, you know the, the types of businesses that would be coming to me would either that they've perhaps got a well-being package at the moment but they know that more needs to be done mm-hmm. um, so they want to enhance what they have uh, an employer whether it's a, a one-man band or a one-man band plus 50, 100 people that have nothing and they want to have an offering but might not have the budget for yeah. anything. So they've got the free access there. Um, and also companies that are looking to work greener. So whilst there's a lot of kindness in that around mental well-being, financial well-being, um, also working in a greener way. So a lot of the people that I've connected with the last year, they're companies that are leading with innovation in terms of EV charging or sustainability, etc. So, yeah, it's a hub of kindness that's free to access. A hub of kindness. (laughs) I like that. So, obviously, this is a Stay Hungry podcast. And a lot of what we talk about are businesses driving hard, uh, getting their staff to drive hard. But something I've noticed, particularly through lockdown, because the NHS is so inundated, Mm-hmm. We're trying to deal with a pandemic. Yeah. And resources are finite. Um, things like mental health and, uh, well, even physical health to an extent, are getting pushed to the back of the queue. Yeah. And now everybody's coming back to the office. I think employers are probably finding that there's there's more responsibility towards that stuff than ever before. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... How is it that you plug into that and how can that help an employer make sure that their team are okay? Because ultimately, I think most employers want their staff to be okay. Definitely, so. yeah. I mean, there's all the stats of if your employees are more, produ- you know, are financially sound, mentally well, mm-hmm. they're more productive. We all, we know that, you know, yeah. that's just the sales tactic to get them on the hook for well-being. Um but often, um, so for example, I had a bad back in lockdown. Okay. I had physio over the phone. Ha- you know, they are so stretched. They could, they got me to go on a computer, look at an exercise that I could do and talked me through that. That was good for that time, but I know I needed to do more. Mm. Um, again, I'm a bit of a researcher and I go and do this and I made sure I joined a boot camp over lockdown. It was just over camera, but it gave me that accountability. Yeah. Um, you know, you said about employers having more responsibility. We're, we're at school and we've got teachers saying, you need to do this, this is how you need to think this way, this is what you need to learn. Your parents are telling you to tie your shoelaces, teaching you to swim, mm. etc. And then when you get into the workplace, if you haven't got that support network with friends or parents yeah. and you've gone to a really shit employer and they're not helping or putting you on the right path, then... That's that's dangerous to me. That's yeah. where things can um, go wrong. Whereas the employer, I think, should be that 
other arm around that person. You should want your employees to grow and be well. One, to work well for you guys. You want them to be productive and happy at work and the commitment and money that you put into them, that investment of making them um, be more productive to yeah. you. You want that to pay dividends. Yeah, so um, we talk to our team about um, money as a byproduct of success rather than an indication of success. Yeah. So when we sit down and chat to the team, it's very much, would you rather go home at the end of the day and feel like you've done a good day's work and hold your head high? Or do you want to just get through the day and complete your job? Mm. And I think particularly if you're in a bad space or you're suffering or you've got something going on away from work, work can be a really great place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's I find this a difficult conversation because I sound like I'm talking from an employer's perspective. Well, if they're all firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. I'll do well. Well, yeah, but me doing well is a byproduct of them firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And if they're firing on all cylinders, they're doing well in all areas of their life, not yeah. just here. It's full circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're a type of person that wants to grow, you'll understand that it's not one area. You can't just have loads of cash, but really poor mental health because yeah. you're probably not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have like a Ferrari and yeah, yeah. mega holidays. Probably actually get into debt. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it's having that balance of a lot of consistency over lots of areas rather than trying to be perfect. I think, Perfect doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's not an end destination because as you go through that journey, there will always be something else. Yeah. And I think it's being in that mindset of letting go of when I get to a destination, I'll be really happy because I've never heard anyone say that. I lost five pounds. I was mega happy. You know, I'm living life now. I can just like forget about mental health or, you know, I've earned X amount. I'm done now. I've reached it. I've never, ever heard anybody say that. And I think my own journey around anxiety and postnatal depression is that I thought I put a lot of pressure on myself, always have done to do more, be more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But actually, having gone through that and being in a different place now, I understand that there's fitness goals that I want to do. Um, There's a a big event next year that I want to go into. I need to drop at least a stone if I want to get my ass around that course and be, you know, on a a better um, level of fitness than I am now. But equally, I train five days a week, so I'm consistently doing well in my fitness. But it doesn't mean that if I reach that weight goal that I'll be mega happy and then I can just stop. Yeah. It's that constant. um, And I think if you're of that mindset where goal setting is important to you, you need to know now that when you reach those goals, all that will happen is you'll set more goals. Yeah, yeah. And, And accept that the goals are a tool to monitor your progress. They're not they're not at all for uh, fulfilment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if an employer can convey that to employees or if that hub conveyed that to individuals, that actually whether you have good mental health or poor mental health, 
it needs to be worked on. You don't get yeah. to a good place and think, oh, I'll just stop doing that. Yeah, no? yeah. You know, when you look at people in business, athletes, it's a constant um, work in progress. You get, you go through one journey, you might reach that goal, brilliant, you've achieved what you set out to do, then you go on another journey. It's funny you say that. So I've just spent three days with my marketing coach, Yeah. which might be a strange thing for a marketing company to say. Um, but you saying Bolt has a running coach. Yeah. He's really good at running, I, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> he still has a running coach. Yeah. And um, it's that whole, not just about getting better but about flexing the muscle yeah um and i know with my own battles with anxiety uh so i do affirmations in the morning i journal uh i go for a walk every day yeah but i do uh, wim hof breathing exercises yeah. have a cold shower various different things if i fall off the wagon on that for so for example the three days i've just done with my marketing coach ironically yeah. i couldn't do some of the things i normally do yeah day three yesterday was a pretty shaky day yeah because I hadn't done the things I need to do yeah. to flex the muscle. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm yeah. like that. I'm a, my alarm's at 5.15. Mm-hmm. I've got friends that think I'm weird for that, in a banter kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But 5.15 for me, one, I feel like I'm still part of the day from everyone else who's still asleep. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the same dog walkers that I see on my run, shout morning to them, you know. I've, there are other people like us. They, you know, there yeah, are other... yeah. well, I'm, I'm a five o'clock. Andy's a five o'clock yeah. as well. And there's, there's, a, there's like a weird community between five yeah. and seven. Yeah, and so, and on those days, it's rigid. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, boot camp. That's with other people, yeah. with the like-minded strangers. Today, I actually thought my eyeballs were sweating. I worked that hard Blimey. in boot camp. Um, but that routine, so on a Tuesday when I have no boot camp or no PT, I go running. On the Thursday, I have PT. I can't... I find it hard to miss one of those days. And if there's um, a commitment that means I can't, even my husband's going to work early, so I've got to be there. Because this is generally before anyone wakes up in our house. So I get back and the kids are sort of getting out of bed and, you know, then I can start the day with them. Um, But by getting up at 5.15, I wash my face, get my kit on, make a coffee, drive to boot camp with a podcast on or listen to an audiobook at the moment, um, do my boot camp, I listen to a bit of audiobook on the way back and nice. I get to fit in things that if I don't do, it does impact. Um, you're saying about the, the cold water, something mm. I got into over the summer because the paddling pool was up, which is quite deep to uh, people a, can't a see us. But, pool. Yeah. A hip height paddling pool rather than a yeah a hip height yeah it's got to be high enough to dive into yeah yeah, yeah. kids <laughs> uh, and so that was up all the time had the filter kept it going because me and so the it's kids got a filter it's definitely like a paddling pool fancy. for me was like you blow it up with your mouth <laughs> yeah you like go back to the sink get a couple of bottles of water and yeah. then you sit in it and think that was a lot of effort and this is crap well i, I feel like you know to my parents, it's a swimming pool because yeah, what we yeah. had, you know, one foot and you filled the paddling pool at our house. And then it split one year when I was younger and I was devastated and we never got another one. Um, but it was a lockdown investment. Best thing that I'd bought in lockdown was the big paddling pool. So it's got the filter, so it's up all the time. Me and the kids are always in it. But in the morning when I come back for a run or boot camp, die straight in. Oh. It was freezing, but... I just sit there and, like you say, the breathing exercises and just 
you actually then just zone out of how cold your toes yeah, are yeah. Um, and you just go into a different place and the endorphins on the other side of that yeah amazing they set yeah. you up for the day yeah. and, and actually that whole thing of sending your mind into another place is often needed i have a busy mind i'm always like yeah. thinking um always wanting to help others always doing that extra my husband's like how many plates can you spin at once and i'm like give me another one because that's just the way my it's mind when you is. haven't got them yeah the that is the care. massive problem so your mind yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely i feel yeah yeah definitely um and i find that when i exercise or when i dive into a paddling pool of cold water or when i listen to a podcast or an audio book that is all i'm doing i'm in that moment and i'm listening to that and that's really good for me to switch off to yeah. all the other noise that's in my head of i haven't got people in my head but you know or all that other noise well, I, do I think, do that i think that's a good distinction though and i think a lot of our listeners particularly business owners will, will get that that if you treat your thoughts as as a different voice to your own mm. so if you can create that separation then it's much easier to realise that thoughts aren't real. Yeah. When, when thoughts are in your own voice, you trick you, your ego tricks you into thinking that it's all true. Yeah. And I think that things like jumping in a cold paddling pool, mm. one, it's probably the most uncomfortable thing you'll do all day. So when those thoughts do start to occur in your head, yeah. you can just go back to, well, this morning I sat in ice cold water, so this is yeah. a piece of piss. Yeah. But it's... I think that's a really important thing in terms of staying hungry, in terms of mental wellness, is creating that separation between thoughts and reality. Yeah. It's the right mindset. Yeah. Um, Because often, you know, like with the whole placebo effect, Mm -hmm. it's actually just the mindset that's created something different. Yeah. Um, And so if you can understand the placebo effect for actually what it is, um, there was this study... um, of a podcast I listened to and um, in a hospital these patients had had the same operation the when they woke the one was given pain relief via um, IV and the other was given it via a doctor at the bedside and the patient given the painkillers and they were aware of it and it was by the doctor suffered less pain than the test patients that had it via IV and so it was demonstrating that it's not any different. You had the same pain relief, you had the same operation, and it was a number of patients, so it just wasn't two people's pain threshold. But it shows that the effect of that person there, the fact that they're a doctor at their side, yeah. probably af- offering comfort and reassurance, made a big difference to their mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the same thing about our general well-being, that if you've got somewhere where you can go, that's full of like-minded people with the same set of values because I'm not going to be for everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I have is for people... You dive in paddling pools. Yeah. Morning, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm niche. <laughs> um, you know, there's not everybody needs to work on them their mental well-being or doesn't want to or doesn't want believe to. they everyone need needs to, to. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to throw that out there now yeah. I don't mind being divisive everyone needs to work yeah. on their mental well-being people do it in different ways yeah. so uh, Andy my business partner very mentally strong character very mm. very mentally strong character but he rides his bike probably roughly for an hour every day Yeah. if he doesn't do that I know his mental well-being suffers he will admit his mental well-being yeah. suffers 
it's just his way of working on it. Yeah. My way of working on it is affirmations, cold showers, mm. breathing exercises, uh, journaling, reading the right things, yeah. not watching the news. So, like, it, yeah. it's different for different people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the group of um, don't need to is probably their ego getting in the way yeah. of believing that you need to work on yourself um, or perhaps denial not wanting to face up to you don't want to set yourself up for a fall later in life and I think that's what working on yourself does it tries to prevent that so if you can keep in check most things your financial well-being don't live beyond your means budget save etc eat well exercise so if it, work on your mind and growth, read and learn. If you can generally keep all that in check, when the shit hits the fan, you're likely, you know, just potentially, you're more likely to cope with those You've bad times You've got a much bigger better. parachute. A yeah. much bigger parachute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's so true. That, And, like, I'm, I'm an example of this in the sense that people don't understand how I deal with horrible things really well. Yeah. Um, but I don't deal with little things very well because I've got a fast mind. So yep. so the pebble in my shoe is way harder for me than the mountain in front of me. Yeah. But I deal with the mountain in front of me easily because I've done so much work to try and deal with the pebble in my shoe. Yeah. And it's all that that gears me up for the tough stuff. Yeah. And um, I can relate to that. Yeah. Because I'm, when I exercise, it's like full on. It's not, let's go for a walk, it's let's try and run up the Reekin, the yeah. the event next year. Round the Reekin. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... Colloquial terms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I do it all the time. The oh, I'm just going around the Reekin. So, for listeners, the Reekin is yeah. a, a famous hill in Shropshire, and if, uh, if you're talking a lot but getting nowhere the, the common phrase is going round the reeking so. yeah so I do run round yeah. or go up um, but I've lost where we were then um, pebble in your shoe yes yeah um, so I would never look to think oh, I need some exercise let's go for a stroll that's just not me it would be you wouldn't even see that as exercise yeah yeah, yeah. because I've dealt probably with those little things actually how you've put it is exactly how I am Um, but also my my dad's ex-military sure so uh, served in Northern Ireland so I've seen how he has dealt with things and I've seen things that he would do going into a room and scanning the room that was just something that is built into him because of his experience he's always on alert yeah 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 Um, and when I was younger I used to think oh dad you're a bit harsh you know something would happen and it'd be like just deal with it move on because that's the military that you'll have an event you have to deal with it because you've got the next you know deployment or etc etc um and i was only chatting with him the other day and he was like you know you you have to put those coping mechanisms in place but then when you go then into civvy street that's totally different because not everybody would understand why he's could be quite brutal. It would in, feel blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's because he's had to deal with all that other stuff, and so that was his coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So um, my uncle is ex-military, 
was ex-military. Well, he's passed away now from right. from, from suicide, funnily enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, he couldn't make the, se- the separation. Yeah. And he found it incredibly hard. Yeah. So the other way around, really, it wasn't other people that found him harsh. He could deal with the big stuff mm. fine. And then you put him in Civvy Street, as you put it, and then uh, yeah. just couldn't, didn't understand, didn't, yeah. didn't get the, like, all, he literally was sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? And I think now, you know, my dad is uh, 17 January, um, so when he left the army, you know, that there weren't as many charities or support, support networks, networks yeah, that yeah. are available now. There's the growing number of men's groups or, you know, bro check, etc. Yeah, yeah. So many more, which I think is just brilliant, that, again, on the hub, we've got a section about veterans, about, you know, adjusting to... Um, life outside the military what support networks are available and again just on social media um, by either asking a couple of questions or making a comment on a post I've connected with people that are again have lived that journey that are perhaps a different age to my dad and therefore have a different experience Um, and I've just found the support quite overwhelming really that Considering in the past I've been told kindness won't sell and people won't buy into it because there's no value. Absolute bollocks. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe, um, always be kind. Yeah, yeah. I've met so many people that way um, that also want to help. Um, So on the site as well, there's, um, you know, everything that you could think of. Domestic abuse signposting, postnatal depression, um, trying to signpost those individuals to let them know that they're not alone and also trying to create the workplace to be a safe place mm-hmm. so I was helping a girl at the same time as this man helping a girl in Arida Car Park in Wellington and afterwards I asked him why did he stop um, and he said that he had been homeless and he'd had a experience of um, domestic abuse and he wanted to check that the girl was okay and he asked why I had stopped and I said that I didn't want her to be alone and did she know where she could get help etc and in the end him and I ended up chatting for about an hour of his experience of domestic abuse and um, I asked him you know if you could have gone somewhere for help where would you have gone and he, he didn't know. He, he didn't know where he could have gone for help. He ended up having half of his stomach removed because he was being poisoned. Now, this man, by the end of the conversation, looked so brighter in his face because he was chatting about his passion of um, his, what his business was, which was working on cars. So we swapped numbers because I said to him, if I can get to the point where I could say you could mentor a group of people that might be struggling but want to learn some skills, would you? And he was like, of course. Um, And I just think having... Understanding that so many people do want to help. And he's a prime example. He he was at the start of his sort of like recovery journey and um, he's willing to give up his time because he wants to help others. Yeah. And, I, and I just find that the more I talk about it, the more people do want to help. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the best businesses that you find are the same, mm. even even though they get paid for it. Yeah. Ultimately, they just want to serve people and they want to 
solve a problem for people. And the exchange in that case is, yeah. is money, but the exchange could be gratitude. It, could, it yeah. could be a number of things, yeah. you know, it could be time, it could be gifts, it could be whatever. But the, the very best businesses know exactly what they do, they know exactly how they help people, and they're determined to help as many people as they can with that thing. Yeah. And those are the same businesses that should be reaching out to you to make sure that their team are okay, make sure that they're okay. Um, yeah. You know, business owners go, go through it too, definitely. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So well, I've got an employer hub. Yeah. Um, and so part of that is being able to connect those employers. So, you know, the employer's got the arm around the employee, but the employer needs that yeah, arm around yeah. them. Um, and... I was actually looking at your walls then to see if the quote is here from um, Seth Godin. Um, and he had said about... That's the only Seth one we've done. Okay. He had said about um, doing great work for people that care. Yeah. And I think that's very true. Like, when I started out with this, I thought everybody will want it. Why wouldn't they? Something for free. Yeah. I'm giving up my time just to make sure I can help people and if that saves one person then job done but actually as I've gone through the process there might not be employers that either can't be asked don't feel Massively. it's important don't want to work in a greener way and don't want to connect with people that have strong values yes and that's, and that's exactly me. what I was going to say is it doesn't matter whether you're it's pro bono it's charity it's paid for work mm your values have to align with your target yeah. audience. And if they don't, don't work with them. Yeah. Because you save yourself a whole lot of headaches. Yeah. So I know our very best clients come, like our, our vision is help people and have fun. Yeah. Our very best clients fully buy into that. And they know that I will do whatever it takes mm. to help them and for yeah. it to be fun. Yeah. If with what you're doing, someone comes along and they're like, well, I want to do this because like, I think one you'll encounter a lot is I want my staff to be okay because then I'll make more money. Yeah. Sorry, we're not for you. Yeah, exactly. I want my staff to be okay because that's the right thing to do. Come on in. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that you, you, you know, you meet those people in all walks of all walks of life, but there's a lot more people out there who want to do right by others than there are want to, want to be in it for themselves yeah, definitely and I, and I think also um so I haven't um just heard about you guys yeah I have without sounding like a stalker I've been watching you for a long time yeah as I have all the companies that I've connected with because I want to make sure that their values are aligned with mine mm. um and that's definitely what I've got from here and other businesses particularly like in in um sustainability and green generally those people that work in those sectors made a choice yeah. to be there and have those values um and they're the ones that would benefit because they have those values it's not for somebody thinking if i can just make joel a little bit more happy will he earn me more money yeah they're not the like-minded exactly, people. Exactly that. It's the other way around. I, I, I'm doing quite well out of this person. Mm. If only I could make them a little bit more happy. Mm. It's that whole. Um, one of my coaches calls it the six-star experience. So what? What more can I do? What more can I do? Yeah. What more can I do? And 
a lot of business learnings will tell you, oh, don't don't give too much away. But yeah. but it's not like nothing's free. But that's just not true. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like we try and put out as much value as we can into the world. Mm. So and you know the podcasts, videos, uh, books, speaking events, because. If the more people we can help and the more people we can help have fun, yeah, the more we're fulfilling our vision and some of those yeah. people will pay us. Yeah. And that's I actually have a present for you. You're joking. Well, for code break. Excuse the girly bag, but it was that or right, congratulations, it's a boy. Here. You know, <laughs> reuse. I was in a well known supermarket okay. that might be similar colours to the bag is. Um, so we probably know where that is. Um, and at the time of listening, at the time of being in the said supermarket, I was listening to your podcast, okay. one of them. And it was making me laugh that I thought I can't continue walking with the trolley because I just look really weird because I had my headphones in, but with a woolly hat on. So nobody could see uh, okay. said headphones. And I was just laughing out loud. So I thought, just stand here, wait for this to finish and then move on when it's not so funny. And if I said cup of soup sex right. from one of your podcasts, yeah. that's why I was laughing. So this is the thing that I was staring at to try and not be made look like nice. I was doing it. <laughs> that's amazing. So uh, for the listeners, it's a little reindeer decoration. So I thought when you... If you have Christmas decorations, and if you don't, we do. You we do. Up. Yeah, we have a tree. So. Okay, you can hang it on the tree. Thank you so much. But I was just looking at it, laughing about. I think it was Andy saying about people in a vat of cup of soup having yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just laughing my head off. I thought I'd actually done a ha, like, oh, nice. and I was thinking, don't. Everyone's going to look at me now. I can't, it must have been a, quite an old podcast that one. It yeah, was from way back. Yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> but I thought that I can't. I, I will always think of cup of soup when I look at a reindeer now. Yeah, my, my children actually asked, "Why are you taking them a reindeer?" I said, "Oh, they made me laugh." What made you laugh, mummy? <laughs> cup of soup. Just said just cup of about soup. cup of soup. Something it's just soup. really yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how do people get in touch with you? Okay, so they can find me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Better Wealth and Health. They can find me on LinkedIn, so either myself, Louise Morgan, or Better Wealth and Health on yeah. there. Um, there will be Facebook soon. They can sign up on www.betterwealthandhealth.co.uk. Um, at the moment, it's a landing page where you can sign up. Um, so when we go live, what we'll be able to do is provide you with a login to the hub. So yeah. you'll have employer login, employee login. Um, we'll brand the hub so we could add code break on there for you um, and then you'll have access to all the material that's within that um, if you need anything before if they sign up we are sending emails um, to say welcome etc we're going to go live um, but if you've got any questions or you want to know where to get signposted to for anything for help then just drop me a message and I can sort that for you amazing thanks for coming on thank you